you ever feel poor? Do you ever feel like you don't have enough inside you to get by? Do you ever feel like no matter what you could possibly contribute to the situation, it's not enough because you realize in yourself you just don't have enough? Well, if you felt this way, I want to tell you about a king who is rich and a king who has a rich message. This king's name is Jesus. And in the book of Matthew, we see this king climbing up on a mountain to give a speech to his followers. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. And in this message, he says something radical. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I love Jesus. He comes out of the gate swinging with an extremely countercultural teaching that goes against all human wisdom and logic. Blessed are the poor. I don't know about you, but I certainly don't feel blessed when I feel poor. When money is tight at the end of the month and I can't afford to buy that new pair of shoes I need or take my wife on a date, blessed is not the word that comes to mind. Lacking or wanting, sure, but not blessed. And guys, I'm just speaking as someone who's in, well, America's lower middle class. I know I'm not actually poor. I've been to the Tenderloin District of San Francisco and seen real poverty. People living outside of cardboard boxes and digging through dumpsters for scraps. Is Jesus really saying that these people are blessed? What does blessed actually mean? I feel like blessed is one of those Christianese words we often use that doesn't really carry much weight and meaning. I mean, what do we say after people sneeze? Bless you. What does that even mean? Do we think that if we don't utter this phrase that evil spirits will enter our body through our sinuses? Or what about the ritual of asking God to bless this food and nourish it under our bodies? Do we really believe that if we fail to ask for this blessing that our food will not actually nourish us? Do we honestly believe that the atheist doesn't get any nutrition from their meals because they don't ask for this blessing or utter the magic Christian words? Clearly, we need to re-examine this word. The word Jesus is actually using here is makairos. It's a Greek word that talks about a self-contained happiness or bliss that wells up from within the human soul. It's that deep kind of contentment that every human longs for. Jesus is tapping into something, the, the desire that every human has to truly be happy regardless of the circumstances. So, an eager crowd has come to the great teacher to discover the secret of happiness. And what does Jesus open with? Happy are the poor in spirit. It's absolutely out of this world. I mean, imagine being one of the people in that crowd. A blind beggar reduced to asking for shekels near the temple gate. Or a fisherman who saw most of his earnings taken away by the Roman taxman. Most of Jesus' audience lived in poverty. Not only were the people in this crowd poor in the physical sense, but they absolutely would have been suffering a distinct feeling of spiritual poverty. These Jews were suffering through what scholars refer to as the 400 years of silence. 400 years since God last spoke to them. Let that sink in. Most of us get extremely disappointed if we sit through one Sunday sermon where we feel the pastor's messages just didn't speak to me in a personal way this week. 
the Israelites suffered complete silence for 400 years. And really think about what that would have been like. This was a people with a long history of glorious moments of God speaking to them through burning bushes, magnificent rainbows, passionate and authoritative prophets, and literal manifestations of angels appearing before their eyes. 400 years of all of that coming to a full stop, that's got to have a massively negative psychological effect on the way the average Jew in that day viewed his spiritual life. I'm certain most walked around with a tremendous amount of guilt and shame. Why did God speak to our ancestors but not us? What's wrong with us? God must not love us. Our sin is too great. Yahweh has forgotten us. And now here is this young rabbi who is telling them something they've never heard. The kingdom of heaven is for the poor. What an incredible message for a group of people who were a community of beggars, both spiritually and physically. Despite how we wish the world would work, the poor can't just waltz into a fancy restaurant and ask for the best meal, or walk into an Apple store and get a free iPad. We know that these things come at a cost, and for many, the cost seems impossible to reach. Jesus turns this on its head and says that no matter how little money is in your account, no matter how spiritually empty you feel, and no matter how little you have to offer him in return for his kindness, it doesn't matter. The kingdom of heaven is for you, if you will have it. The word Jesus uses for poor literally means reduced to being a beggar. A beggar has no confidence in himself but instead must fully rely on the goodwill of others. This is what Jesus is trying to communicate. To those who feel they have nothing, Jesus offers everything. However, our culture loves to believe the lie that God actually offers us nothing, and so we must have a confidence in ourselves and our choices to carve out a path for our own destiny. It's been this way ever since a talking snake convinced Eve that the good world God had given her was not enough, that if she would only look to herself, she would discover something more. What she discovered was the darkness that is unleashed when humans place their trust in self over God. The air we breathe is a culture of self-love and dependence. We hear from a very young age that the ones who are happy are the rich, the powerful, and the pretty. And the only way to achieve these things is to follow the Disney rule. Believe in yourself and you can make all your dreams come true. We believe that one of the chief tools we can use to make these dreams come true is money. To be rich and famous is the ultimate dream because we believe it comes with ultimate happiness. I like what American screenwriter Chuck Palahniuk has to say about the matter. Money gives you permission to just walk away from everything that isn't pretty and perfect. You can't put up with anything less than lovely. You spend your life running, avoiding, escaping. There's so much truth to this. The reality is that every single human faces pain, but people falsely believe that the way of escape from this pain is found in money and success. So they chase after money while simultaneously running away from their problems. Our culture is riddled with stories of celebrities at the top of their game tragically committing suicide. Fame and fortune clearly are not the answer to the problem of the human condition. A 
Imagine an alternate reality where gasoline has not been invented yet and for some reason cars are powered by molasses. That's the best humanity could do in this bizarre world I've come up with. So your car is sputtering along and it's on a steady diet of molasses. It shakes, stops, smokes, and makes all types of horrifying noises. But it's all you know. It's all anybody knows. It literally is the only way to own and operate a car. Now imagine someone comes to you and says, hey listen, I've got this stuff called gasoline. I wanna put it in your car. It's gonna do amazing things. You may be skeptical. You've never heard of gas. What you have heard of is molasses. Your dad used molasses and your grandpa used molasses. Everyone uses molasses. In order to use this gas stuff, you'd have to empty your tank of the molasses in order to be filled with gas. Let's be clear about what I'm trying to say. Running our lives on human confidence is about as effective as trying to run a car on molasses. And yet we all do it. We try to run our lives on our own self-reliance and our confidence in our abilities. Jesus says there's a better way. It involves emptying ourselves of any belief that we can save our own skins. It hinges upon us realizing how poor we really are and opening our eyes to our need for a savior. When the emperor in our minds finally realizes the emperor has no clothes, we are able to then accept the robes of righteousness offered by the true King Jesus. If you're relying on yourself today, I want to encourage you, stop, turn to Jesus. He's the only one who can provide you with what you need. Remember, the King says, blessed are the poor in spirit.